a new challenger approaches. My name is Mark. And I'm Cole. And this is level 112 of the War Puzzle Podcast. So as you heard, I'm joined by Cole, not Colin this week, uh, which is a special treat. Cole, how you doing? Good. How are you, Mark? I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, listeners of the show should recognize Cole. You've been on a couple of episodes before. You've done some guest spots. Yes. Our I have. Thanksgiving specials um, are usually a family disaster piece. Yeah, they're 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 great. <laughs> they're they're great. I believe the last one was pretty toxic, if I remember correctly. I think they're all pretty toxic. Yeah. And and not. Like just yeah, it's, they're just usually pretty nasty, but uh, Phys- physically toxic. Not physically the... toxic, not to not to listen to. Although I'm pretty sure anyone that listens to our family rambling after we eat a ton of turkey is just like, what is this? I came to listen to video game talk, and these guys are just laughing and giggling about turkey in a basement. Yep. It's Colin's way this weekend, so I figured let's still do an episode. You're here, you're yep. home for once for yep. a little bit, and uh, so I, I thought it was a perfect time to talk about some. Nintendo in the competitive scene kind of stuff. Right. You're very into Smash Brothers competitively. Um, let so let's for for maybe new listeners or people who don't know what you've done with the Smash scene before. Give people a little bit of a background on what you do in the the local Smash scene. Uh, what you've been a part of, what stuff, because you've you've even traveled for some Smash stuff. Yeah. So let's give a little rundown on your competitive. History, I okay. guess. Okay, so uh, I I started playing Smash Bros. same as everybody um, when the the N sixty four game came out with all my friends with whoever would play it, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember getting beat by by you and by Colin and our cousin Ian a lot mm-hmm. because I'm a kid and you guys weren't. Yep, you guys were a little older and didn't. No one was ever easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that was. But good. you got good. Yes. Yes. So because of that. Yeah, exactly. So, so when I went to university, um, that's actually how I met all of my close friends in university. Uh, were was walked by a guy's room and he's playing Smash Bros. Hmm. And then another guy comes by. Oh, can I play? And then another guy comes by. Can I play? And then we all sit down and we're all playing together. And that's just what we did. We were the Smash Bros. players, right, at university and residence all the time. Nice. So. Anyway, when I moved to Halifax, I realized, I found out that there was a competitive scene for Super Smash Bros. that I didn't really know about. I had known that there was a competitive scene globally mm-hmm. because I had seen uh, Evo and all the... I knew about the, the, melee, the Melee scene and the Five Gods of Melee, Mewtwo King and PPMD and Mango and those guys. So, But I didn't know there was anything locally. So when I found something locally, it jumped on it. First chance I got Right. And I got bodied. I got destroyed. <laughs> it was not close. I went... So most brackets are structured double elimination. Okay. And I went 0-2 real quick. Right. Yeah. Pretty much so, what happened to me the last time there's there's a competitive s- stuff going on in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And same kind of thing happened. I just happened to be at the same event. It was at PvP. And there's a Smash Brothers thing. And we just happened to be there talking to Todd and doing some other stuff. Um, and 
he actually said like that Todd the owner of PvP was like oh Mark you guys are like you, you should play these guys uh, you know you, you run a Nintendo podcast you must be good at video games and I just got my ass handed to me royally yeah and it was like the like just it was like the first time I had ever picked up the game with a character that I've never played before like it was it was just terrible Oh yeah, yeah, and I know I know the guys who play at PvP, and they're all really, really good. They're all better. They're all better than I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, I found out that there was a competitive scene in Halifax, and I got hooked. Mm-hmm. And I went back as often as I could, which wasn't a whole lot when I was in school. Right. And then when I finished school, uh, I was unemployed for a couple of months. And while I was unemployed, I was going stir crazy. <laughs> so I started a weekly tournament series, and I advertised it to all the people who were currently attending the competitive events. Right. So, uh, anyway, that was at uh, Games People Play in Halifax on Blower Street, mm-hmm. uh, right down by Pizza Corner. They were very, very gracious hosts. They they had us. They didn't charge us. They charged us hardly anything. They didn't. They wouldn't charge us anything, but we gave them half of the entry fees we took in. Nice. But and we weren't. We didn't charge much anyway. It was like three bucks to play. That's not bad. And so it started out, uh, our first couple had a lot of people because it was a lot of interest because it was a new thing. Started January 2016. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then it tapered off down to 16 or 18 players. I think we bottomed out at like 12 at one okay. point. And then built back up to 30. And then it's, so now now we, uh, we host them at Dalhousie now mm. uh, on Sunday afternoons between uh, 2 and 7 p.m. Okay. And it's consistently between 25 and 35 people show up wow. every week. Wow. And, and what, what are you playing in these tournaments? Is it Melee? Are you on the newer Smash Brothers? Is it like, you know, are you Wii U? Where, right. where, where are you playing? So uh, uh, we play on the Wii U. Okay. Uh, the Melee scene, the Melee players, they play, they used to play on Wednesday nights. Okay. I'm not sure what they're doing right now. They are going through uh, some organizational changes gotcha. with the guys who run things. So I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I think they play once a month on Saturdays, maybe now. So it's like two different scenes. Oh, big time! Like you yeah. like completely like it's like the. So is it? Are, do you guys get along? Is it like more Hatfields and McCoys? Like you, it's just like oh, those are melee players. We're like you know it, Smash Four players. Or like, what, is it like? It used to be like that. It used to be uh, melee players hated Smash Four players, and <laughs> Smash Four players hated melee players. You know, they would say melee is an old, outdated game, and it's bad, and it sucks, and it's broken, and you shouldn't play it, and right. it's dying. You can't buy CRTs anymore, and they're harder to get. Yeah, and, and melee sometimes. players, melee players would say Smash Four is for kids, and it sucks, and it's <laughs> it's dumb, and it's slow, and it's boring. And I don't want to play it, and right. and and you know, and it's no one likes Brawl. You know, Brawl has <laughs> Brawl has these these diehard fans, but but overall, yeah. A whole lot of people like when melee when brawl came out mm-hmm. all the players who played melee they moved over to brawl mm-hmm. and then they moved back to melee well yeah because you you introduce things like random tripping yeah and that kind of crap exactly. and it's just like like i understand in a way what nintendo was trying to do they're trying to make it more friendly and and that was what the wii was all about right like it had its time and its place but for a competitive game like smash especially something that was growing so competitive with melee with that crowd you can't introduce something that's like family friendly and and has random uh i want to say like mario kart like elements where it's like randomly you could be in first by a long shot and then get blue shelled to death yeah uh you can't just have random tripping it's just 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, so what happened was uh, a lot of people moved to Brawl mm-hmm. and a lot of people moved back to Melee. So then Melee and Brawl were side by side and Brawl was the bigger game for the longest time up until I think 2010 or 2011. Hmm. And it looked like Melee was going to die. And then uh, Evo, Evo, I think Evo saved Melee. So in 2013, Evo had uh, a donation drive. So they say uh, whichever community donates the most money to charity, I think it was breast cancer research, mm-hmm. um, that game that game will get into Evo this year. Ah, okay. And so Melee, which hadn't been relevant on anybody's radar except Melee players since 2007 in MLG, mm-hmm. uh, the Melee community raised more money than everybody. They were neck and neck with Skullgirls, and then at the last minute, Melee managed to raise way more money. They did uh, they did the the Spirit Bomb. So what they did is. Everybody hold off and save. Don't don't donate. Don't donate. Don't donate. Don't donate. And then at the last minute, everybody donate what you're gonna donate. Right. So so it looks so like they're not getting nowhere. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Surprise. And, and then and then your opponent doesn't have time to say, oh my god, they have to. They have so much more money. <laughs> we, we need to, to ramp donate. up our yeah. efforts. Yeah. Yeah. So so and since then, melee has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And then when Smash uh, Smash for Wii U came out, people commonly refer to it as Smash Four. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, that piggybacked a little bit off of the success of Melee, and now it's its own thing, and it can stand on its own legs. They just had a, a massive event with like the highest production values of any tournament I've ever seen called uh, 2GG Civil War. Uh, that was in California. So that was that was an incredible event. There were a lot of crazy upsets, but they had a big outdoor stage with uh, huge light, uh, huge lighting, lighting setup, and... High, high is this quality. the one you went to? No, this isn't okay. the one I went to. Right. No, I went to uh, I went to Genesis Four, which is also okay. in California. All right, sorry, keep going on, the, okay. on the, this one. Yeah. But but yeah, so so it was just this was yeah. So Smash Four and Melee. Mm-hmm. Uh, right to get back to your original question, they were not on great terms for the longest time because they didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. Melee thought Smash Four was leeching off of Melee, mm-hmm. and Smash Four. As far as I know, Smash 4 just wanted Melee players to stop being so entitled and quit being dicks. <laughs> okay. So they couldn't see eye to eye. And now I think that has calmed down a lot. Mm. I know locally, in, locally in our community mm-hmm. here in Nova Scotia, yep. uh, Melee players didn't like Smash 4 and vice versa for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And everyone is sort of pretty together now. Okay. Like we had... we I. Uh, like I said, I started running tournaments. Yeah. And I run, I have run all of the really big tournaments in Nova Scotia mm-hmm. uh, in the last year or so. Uh, so, or, well, yeah, all the biggest ones. So you, you said actually earlier, you were, you just had like the biggest one. Yeah. That's so, been around here. So this past weekend, uh, this past weekend, July 8th and 9th, we hosted Storm the Harbor in Halifax. And that was the biggest tournament smash bros tournament that has ever been hosted in atlantic canada wow so we had 184 wow. unique entrants across uh five different events so we had uh melee singles and doubles smash four singles and doubles and smash bros 64 singles wow yeah. right right back to the 64 oh yeah yeah that's amazing the, and 64 actually had somewhere in the realm of 36 entrants or something which is massive for that game yeah like like 
64 the 64 scene is so small and yeah. they they might average like you know if your scene has eight players then you're considered like a healthy scene wow so to get 36 out was really big we were one of the wow. bigger we were one of the bigger tournaments this year for That's 64 amazing. which was really cool how do you how do you go about trying to to even plan that kind of thing like if someone's listening right now and they're like i love smash brothers i would love because when you think atlanta canada you think like halifax is a bit bigger i know in sydney they've had tournaments and that kind of stuff and it's we're pretty small place so if someone's listening right now and they have you know they, they live in a small place or even a bigger place but they they don't know of any smash brothers tournaments they but they've always wanted it themselves right what 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 was your starting point for that? Like, how do you just like wake up one morning and go, you know what? I think I'm gonna put on the biggest Smash Brothers tournament in Atlantic Canada. So it snowballed, uh, <laughs> but first it was I was unemployed and I was bored. Right. What am I gonna do with my time? I want to get better at Smash Brothers. It's a completely selfish, self centered reason for me starting a tournament, starting a weekly tournament series. So I I said. Who hosts, who would host us? Hmm. So I found a venue and I asked them if they were okay with it. And I picked a time Mm -hmm. and then I got on social media because I didn't know how else to promote. So I just went to Facebook Mm -hmm. and I found the, the Smash Bros groups. A lot of, a lot of groups, if you check out on either Reddit or Facebook or even Twitter, if you know people and you can tweet at people, Mm -hmm. every region has some sort of smash bro scene i'm pretty sure right so if you're anywhere in nova scotia for example i would look up just type in nova scotia smash bros and you'll find something right right and there's yeah smash brothers cape breton for any really exactly. local people uh yeah I'm, I'm part of that group group but i'm not really i wouldn't consider myself part of that scene i'm not mm-hmm. good I, I you know i've i've gone to very few uh events mainly around like capercon and like the stuff of P- pvp mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I mean it's it's an active scene. Like oh, I, I I just pay attention to what's going on in the group just for like mainly like podcast reasons, and I just want to be part of like any Nintendo talk that's going around. But um, it's a crazy active scene. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh and and Nova Scotia especially I think punches well above our weight for uh, the population that we have. Right. So, you know we don't have we don't have large population densities no but uh in the atlantic provinces anyway nova scotia is by far and away the best of the four atlantic provinces at smash bros and halifax in particular halifax's top the top five the top four players in atlantic canada are the top four players in halifax okay with right. the exception so of you're that Sydney people, oh, you yeah. got to step up your game. Oh, big time! There were some there were some big upsets by the Sydney players on uh, this past weekend. Good, good. They they right. didn't wind up. There's there's one guy, uh, one guy who plays Mario, and he's just nuts. Like mm. like no one was ready for him. But and nice. and then there was like a young, a young guy who plays Diddy Kong, who again no, nobody expected him to do very well, and he upset the number one seed of the tournament. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it that's was, amazing. It was really crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. You're bored. You find a venue. You start going on Facebook. What's the next step from like, cool, I'm finding these scenes to let's throw the biggest tournament that like these four provinces have ever seen. Right. So uh, it's gradual. So what happens is I start the weekly series, mm-hmm. and then the guys who run melee are trying to throw a massive tournament uh, in winter 2016. Mm. So they see me running Smash 4 at 
the the game store and they say, hey, this guy is doing a good job at running his weeklies. So they ask me to run Smash 4, the Smash 4 portion of that. Ah, okay. So that's how I get in there. Okay. So at first I only ran the game. I didn't do any of the planning or organization or anything like that. And then I traveled to a couple of other tournaments, like big tournaments, and I saw how other people were doing things. I asked a lot of questions to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Got a feel for how everything was. And then I helped out with frag for cancer this past year again i didn't do any of the planning Mm -hmm. but uh i ran i ran the tournament on the day of okay made sure that things worked while the other guy who actually did the one of the guys who did all the planning he was in charge of the the stream the production quality of the stream and stuff like that right so while he was busy i took a load off his shoulders and ran Uh, the tournament that's that's good for any kind of event planning though like to keep in mind like you you may think that you want to do this all yourself and and that that's going to be something that you can do. But when it gets to a certain point, you need to partner with the right people. You need to know what to delegate and what you're good at. And, you know, one guy might be good at the charity portion. You might be good at the planning portion. Another person might be good at, you know, going out and scouting locations and advertising and marketing. And it's, it's finding the right team to all come together when it gets to that level. Yeah. Right. You have to act as a team. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, one of actually one of the things that uh, I think I did poorly this time around with Storm the Harbor was I didn't delegate enough, Mm. Uh, took on too much responsibility on my own. And as a result, there were a bunch of things we wanted to do that we didn't we weren't able to do because we weren't as tightly organized as we could have been. Okay. so and and just simple stuff like uh, like spending. We spent a ton of money on uh, snacks and drinks for everybody. But we didn't have anyone to actually... We had all the money set aside, mm. but we ran out of time to actually go get it. Okay. So instead of having it, like, as soon as the tournament started, we had to wait for a lull for mm. one of us to run out and get it. Gotcha. And okay. And unfortunately, I handled all the money, mm. so no one could just run out and get it because I had all the money in my bank account. Right. So I couldn't just give... I, was, I, I wasn't comfortable giving someone my visa and saying, here's my information for my visa, go buy this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so... But yeah, so... uh, And those are things, too, that no matter what you do and how well-planned you are, there's always that thing that you go, oh, man, next time, yeah, we definitely got to keep that in mind, right? Like, there's there's always those things that you forget, and there's always those things that no matter how well-organized you are, that there's going to be on the day of the event, you're like, oh, right, that... And, you you know, the next time you'll, you'll add that and you'll do better. Exactly, yeah. And so... This tournament, the reason it was so big is a combination of factors. Uh, the local communities for Melee and Smash 4 both fundraised basically the whole year mm. to raise money for a pop bonus. So we had a $1,000 pop bonus for both Melee and Smash 4 singles. Wow. And that was to try and draw people from other regions to come here. Right. The idea was have a pop bonus mm-hmm. and it encourages a couple of like well-known top players to come and if well-known top players come then anyone who is a fan of those people is also going to come smart whereas if you were to spend your money flying those people out you might you a thousand dollars only gets like one person right right but if if you have the opportunity to win a thousand dollars you might mm-hmm. get four or five who would show up to take your money if you build it they will come exactly right so it was a combination of we tried that and a lot of uh, a lot of marketing and like 
I think I promoted on Facebook to all the regional groups that I knew of across Canada, mm-hmm. like every couple of days, Hey, sign up for our tournament. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the biggest Smash Bros. party we ever had. Yeah. You know, like we're going to have a, we have a bar party after on Saturday night and we've nice. got all these events and there's going to be all this great talent and the money and it's, it's a, you know, come to our tournament. Right. <laughs> and just incessantly hounding people to come to the tournament and making sure everybody knew where it was. Mm-hmm. And I also did traveling. I also did my own traveling outside of promoting. I went to other tournaments. Mm. So I've been to tournaments in New Brunswick and I've been to tournaments in PEI, tournaments in Newfoundland. And every time I'm there, I'm, you know, you're trying to make friends and network and, yep. and they say, Oh, like, how are you involved in the community at home? And like, Oh, I run the tournaments. And then right. they say, Oh, okay, cool. And mm-hmm. you just, you try to make connections with people. And I went as far as Ottawa and tried to get people to wow. people from there to come out, but they said it was a little bit too far. And actually we kind of got, we kind of got screwed over because not just, just the way things happened. There's uh, the summer of smash is what they call it every year. Mm. So basically there is a massive tournament every weekend somewhere in between Canada and the United States in smash for smash bros every single weekend for the whole summer. Wow. So for example, Evo is this weekend that we're talking. Yeah. And so last weekend was our tournament. The weekend after Evo is get on my level in Toronto mm. at get on my level was huge. That's that's yeah. last year. That was the big Canadian tournament that everybody wanted to go to. Right. So this year we didn't know when Gommel was going to be. Mm-hmm. So we announced our dates hoping it wouldn't be near our tournament. Gotcha. And it wound up being two weeks at, or two weeks after our tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's just something that in the future we'll have to work better with those guys because we had a lot of people interested from Quebec and Ontario and when Gommel hadn't been announced and our tournament had, they thought, oh, okay, well, if there's no Gommel, we'll all just go here, right? Because we'll, it'll we'll be... plan a trip to, to the East Coast and, and do that. And then it was like, oh, okay, no, we're planning a trip for Toronto two weeks later, this big thing, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's kind of hard to grow. Exactly. And I had a lot of messages from a lot of people the day that Gommel got announced mm-hmm. saying... Hey, uh, you know, we were going to come to your tournament. It looks awesome, but Gommel is, we have to pick one and we're going to go to Gommel. Gotcha. And so that was unfortunate for us, but all we can do is plan, work with the, the Gommel staff better next time to plan around them. Yeah. So that neither of us steps on each other's toes. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's kind of, kind of what Capricorn seems to be doing with, uh, with Halcon and, and that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, they're, they're trying to plan things around each other and, and work together. And, uh, it's, it's good when, when those kind of things can yeah, exactly. and, and, and work. Yeah. Uh, so that's crazy. So you guys are even breaking into an even bigger scene now than Atlanta, Canada, than, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, adding yourselves into that, that pile, uh, which is amazing. Uh, you, you did mention before that you went to a tournament in California. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I want to hear a little bit about that. So you've been to Atlantic Canadian tournaments and all that kind of stuff. Are they mainly the same kind of ordeal? Like you go and, and, you know, break down, you know, how it goes. It's, it's the same kind of thing that we do, but on a much, much, much grander scale. Okay. So the tournament that I went to in California is called Genesis four. And so it's the fourth installment of the Genesis series of tournaments. Okay. So, uh, Genesis 1 and 2 happened a while ago and then they didn't have anything for a little while and then in January 2016 they held Genesis 3 and it was massive yeah. and they brought over all kinds of top talent from all over the world you had uh, 
players in melee, you have uh, two of the best players in the world, uh, Armada and Leffen from Sweden. And then uh, you had a ton of great Smash 4 players from Japan come over, mm. and they shocked everybody by playing weird characters that weren't considered very good here in North America mm. and making it to top eight. Just like like one guy, yeah, it was it was crazy. Like one guy made it to top eight with Villager, and everybody, wow. you know, Villager is considered a mid a mid tier character. He's not considered a high top tier character. Yeah. So it was it was just an awesome spectacle. Mm-hmm. So I decided I missed out last year. I'm going this year. Right. So it's 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 a tournament, but it's also like a convention. Like there are all kinds of vendors okay. with art booths. Uh, there's a there's groups that customize controllers with like multicolored buttons and shells and stuff, and there are cool. people who paint con- paint custom controllers. And I actually have a really cool custom controller. I can show it here. Uh, I have it in my bag here. Sure. Uh, this is a limited edition Genesis Four controller, GameCube controller. Oh wow! It's uh, number twenty seven out of a hundred. I think it says on Holy. the top. But yeah, if you unwind it, you can see the whole it's, design uh, yeah, there. Straight unwind this. Yeah. So yeah. so. Otherwise, it's pretty. It's the same tournament-wise. It's the same thing, just on a bigger scale. You start off. You're in like a convention center. There's hundreds of people, like hundreds and hundreds of people signed up. But you still play through your double elimination brackets for singles and doubles. And at the end, top eight is in like a big, big theater instead mm. of uh, okay. just the regular room. It is 20, 27 out of a hundred for anyone listening. Very cool controller. Uh, I'm guessing they can look these up online, what they look like. Cause yeah. it's an audio podcast, uh, yeah. black with like red lightning bolts. Yeah. I want to say very it's, cool. Yeah. It's, it's a super cool design. I like very it cool design. Yeah. Do you actually use this or is this a collector's? Oh, uh, I use that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent use that. Nice. It does. In, you, you can see some wear on it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You uh, walk into the venue, you walk into a tournament with that and people, people know you're the real deal. They, they think you're the real deal they, until they beat you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So, so that was, I went because it was a big spectacle and I'd never gone to a big tournament before. Yeah. And I've been I've been working a lot and hadn't taken any vacation, so mm-hmm. I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna screw it. I'm going to this tournament. Let's do it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's not specifically Smash, right? There's other games there. Yes, there were. Uh, Genesis in particular is started out as specifically Smash, but this year they had uh, I think they had Catherine and they had uh, Street Fighter. Okay. And so maybe they. Oh, and I think they had Rivals of Aether as well. So I want to break a little bit from the Smash stuff and ask you what you think of Nintendo in general taking the competitive scene a little bit more seriously. Uh, is there any support from Nintendo? First off, is there any support for you guys with the Smash scene? Like, have you seen Nintendo give a little bit of support or are they just kind of a hands-off approach? Especially because, you know, it's it's older games. I'm thinking Melee and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Smash 4, is there anything different that Nintendo kind of... You know, have you heard? Maybe not specifically for you, but have you heard of other tournaments getting support, or is that like just their their hands off? Yeah. So, so a lot of people, what they want Nintendo to do is they want Nintendo to oh run Nintendo sponsored events and right. donate a bunch of prize money and make it this big, huge, awesome spectacle and event. Of course. Uh, what I what I have heard that Nintendo does beside behind the scenes for the really big tournaments is uh, they provide equipment so setups and tvs okay so basically stuff that everybody can benefit from as opposed to mm-hmm. uh, a hundred thousand dollar pop bonus that right. only the winner benefits from right? gotcha gotcha so i think uh 
it was either in either I think it was in the UK, um, but maybe it was Ireland. They were had Nintendo. Oh, maybe it was Scotland. I think Nintendo UK. The the Scottish Smash scene asked for setups like 25, 25 setups or something like so twenty five we use mm-hmm. to help run their tournaments because they wanted to have a big tournament. Right. And Nintendo UK just said yeah sure and they gave them to them. Cool. Free charge. Wow. Yeah, this is us supporting you. Right. So so Nintendo does stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I've reached out to them by via email and Twitter and stuff, and I haven't gotten anywhere back from them. But okay. you know, Nintendo of Canada, like Nintendo of Europe, really seems like they're a little bit more outgoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even indie developers that I've talked to, uh, and and different people in Europe that you know, Nintendo is a little bit easier to contact. They're way more optimistic and easy to work with. Um, from what I heard, Nintendo of Canada is kind of a little bit handicapped with what they can do because they're kind of a little sibling, almost like a little cousin of like Nintendo America. Right. And they, they don't have as much power. Now, apparently they're great to work for. I've talked to a couple of people like the Nintendo dads uh, work with Nintendo Canada and they they had nothing but nice things to say, but they did say like they, they can't do as much. Um, you know this uh, up here so um so i wonder if that's a reason or i wonder if it's just like you know nintendo europe is just like they're they're just like the happy-go-lucky like Mm -hmm. we'll do whatever we can kind of thing yeah and and that makes it makes sense like i I understand you can't support everybody all the time right right. you know if if you're not made of money right but uh i i do think that from from what i've heard and nintendo tries to be really low-key about their Mm-hmm. their assistance to the smash scene because they don't want to seem like they're promoting smash bros for whatever weird reason mm-hmm. so in that respect i think that if it happens people aren't going to really be talking about it and they maybe they were asked not to talk about it but gotcha, gotcha. but from what i've heard they do support the scenes so you think with the the newer games on switch coming and this may be a reason why they're not doing anything with smash 4 right now uh, you see with with arms and splatoon both are definitely seated to and even like pokin uh, you know they had the pokin tournament around e3 uh, but really smash and splatoon or, uh, arms and splatoon they seem to really focus on and they have the nintendo versus twitter account now they were because I, I i have notifications on for them and they were talking about evo the whole weekend mm-hmm. they were talking about it all day today um do you, and and with with Splatoon especially Splatoon two coming out, uh, there's a spectator mode in there. So when you have LAN, you can have say your your eight players hooked up to LAN, but you can have a, a ninth switch hooked up that's just like the camera mode. So that's basically the announcer being able to say, okay, let's flick over to this person and see how they're doing. Okay, well let's flick over to the other team and see what they're doing. Look, here's the overhead map. You can see where it's all divided, and it makes it easier that way. So they're building that into the game. They're they're baking things in to make it more competitive and to make it a like you know instantly this uh, competitive scene friendly kind of game uh they've done spectator mode with arms there's ranked mode um and arms for me anyway i'm super surprised with how in-depth that game is and i think we're going to play a match after we finish recording just to so you can see it because you haven't but from that do you think nintendo's starting to take the competitive scene do you think smash 4 is going to be 
Amateur move, Cole. Amateur move. Left his phone on uh, non-mute. So mine, I don't think mine is muted, actually, so I'm just waiting for a phone call or a buzz or something. Uh, everything's going to my watch right now, which uh, is muted, luckily. So but some sorry. stuff doesn't. Oh, don't worry about it. It's... Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, um, I, and I'm just making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you think uh, you know the Smash Brothers for Switch? Do you think that will likely be more supported? Do you think Nintendo's kind of finally realizing that the scenes are a thing? Uh, do you think they're moving in a good direction, basically? So I like what they're doing with uh, with Arms of Splatoon, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people are a lot of people only. A lot of people think in the here and now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are upset like, oh, Nintendo versus, but they're not promoting Nintendo, they're not promoting Smash Bros. Like, why would you, why would you make arms when you have Smash Bros? Right. Why would you bother with a fighting game when you have one of the best fighting games around in a lot of people's opinions? Mm -hmm. And then you have people who just say, oh, where's Melee HD? Just have a GameCube virtual console version of Melee or something, right? Yeah. But I think that what Nintendo's doing is awesome, mm -hmm. and I think it bodes well for the future of Smash Bros. Because let's say you get a Smash Bros. a Smash Four port on Wii U, right? If they add any kind of competitive anything to that in a better way than the crappy pandering that they added with the Four Glory mode, which is essentially the the for anyone who knows about competitive Smash or it's the the Fox. Final Destination, Fox only, no items. Mm -hmm. The yeah, so it's just like a stupid, like a stupid joke. And so that's not robust. the The competitive stuff they have in Smash right now is not robust. Like the online matchmaking modes, yeah, not robust at all. No. But with the way that they're treating Arms and the way they're treating Splatoon right now, mm -hmm. I think that as long as the goal behind Smash Bros is to have a good competitive mode. Mm -hmm it'll have a good competitive mode. Because you know that Sakurai, for the last little while, has been vehemently against competition. And that was, Brawl was, this is not competitive. Yeah. This is, I'm going to do everything I can to make it not competitive. Yep. Yeah, it's just for fun. So, so that's, yeah, that's, that's really my take on that. I think that it's awesome what mm -hmm. they're doing with Nintendo Versus and all the shout-outs they're giving to Smash Bros. is mm -hmm. huge. And I think it's going to help, it can help spread Smash Bros. to... A larger audience just by virtue of the fact that nintendo is tweeting about competitive smash bros right i think yeah. that's massive i think it's big that is a huge 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 step for everybody really mm -hmm. and i do think that if whoever is developing because i think sakurai said he doesn't want to head smash bros anymore so if it's not sakurai and it's somebody else whoever is developing smash bros wants to take it in a competitive spin I think they'd be able to do a great job of it. I yeah, think I they're think laying so. the ground for sure. Yeah, I think I, I mean I think they're learning from these other games. And I think Nintendo's a company that that sits back and learns. I mean, obviously they're they're launching Splatoon this this week. Uh, and the, we still don't exactly know how the voice app is going to work. You know, we're we're still waiting to see this app on our phones. How's it going to work? How's it going to play out? Uh, they had the the first Splatfest demo this weekend. I got to play a tiny bit of it yesterday. I was at Ribfest. Ribfest always wins out at Spl uh, Splatfest. Mm -hmm. um, for anyone that doesn't know what Ribfest is, it's just a giant 
thing where you go and eat ribs and there's music and stuff. It's like a music fireworks. fireworks. Yeah, it's yeah. happens. It's a good only time. Happens, it's it's only happens one weekend a year, right? That's so it. You... That's it. One once a year and and then the the ribs are gone. Um, but they're yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think you know I think they're they are learning. They're they're taking a step back. And they, they, they're slowly doing this kind of stuff. But the like you said, the, the Twitter account, um, Nintendo Versus, is, is a great sign. Even their E3 lineup, they had a 25-minute direct, ton of Treehouse Live stuff, but they had three fully-blown tournaments where they invited top players in and they had, you know, these like like prizes and they, they did it on a big stage and they streamed the whole thing. And it was like it was a big part, probably the biggest part arguably of their e3 mm-hmm. um you didn't really see that with anyone else no no exactly and, and nintendo's done that in the past right they had mm-hmm. the nintendo world championships yeah uh last year or the year before and, yeah and then before that they had the uh the smash bros invitational where they invited all the top players in smash bros from uh i think melee and brawl and the mm-hmm. the the game we're not allowed to talk about the mod for it uh, <laughs> and 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 so like Nintendo is really good for that and I do think that I think that there's got to be a lot of people involved in Nintendo who love competition and who want it oh, to yeah. be competitive for sure and then you've got some decision maker somewhere up the chain mm-hmm. who says no this is not what we're about right yeah you you definitely have that old guard that's saying we're about fun we're about this and you see it because the, the the splatoon team and the arms team are new teams mm. and when you see those new teams going and doing what they want that's when you're getting this competitive stuff so as that new team approaches uh you're you're getting these games and and i have to say arms outsold street fighter 4 or, four street, or fighter five. Five. Street, street fighter 5 street fighter 5 uh and tekken and Tekken. and Tekken. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. Street Fighter, I can understand. Uh, not even really because it's it's PlayStation 4 exclusive. So it is yeah. an exclusive, but like the install base versus Switch, uh, for Switch versus PS4, mm-hmm. like you would think that um, that it wouldn't, but it, like it, it outsold the uh, Street Fighter and Tekken. So ARMS clearly has a good install base. It clearly has a lot of attention. I want to see them do more competitive stuff around that game. Can't wait for the competitive stuff with Splatoon and, uh, and really can't wait for the, the smash stuff. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add on the competitive scene? Um, no, no, uh, not really. Uh, as far as competitive games in general goes, um, I wish Street Fighter Five was better. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people are. I think the reason Street Fighter Five sold so poorly is because when it initially came out, it mm-hmm. was a half a game. Yeah, and a lot of people are upset at how much easier it is than Street Fighter Four was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Smash Bros. I just wish that they wouldn't do DLC mm-hmm. because yeah, as as awesome as DLC. I mean, I say this, but I play Ryu in Smash Four, so yeah. you know he's DLC up the bottom. But yeah, but uh, the DLC is intentionally too good. Like DLC characters are intentionally really good. Gotcha. Uh, Cloud and Bayonetta especially. Yeah. And so it sort of skews it skews it into a, a some kind of pay to win region, really. Yeah, it, it, I mean it breaks the player base, right? Because yes. not everyone is going. Now I guess if you're a competitive Smash player you're probably going to spend the money on DLC, but not necessarily. You exactly. might be a broke-ass competitive Smash player. And there are a lot of broke-ass competitive Smash definitely, players. Definitely, absolutely. Uh, and I know 
like I, you know, I'm not competitive, but I do love Smash 4 and I didn't buy all of the DLC. Mm-hmm. I bought Ryu. Yeah. Uh, I bought Bayonetta. I still haven't bought Cloud because I haven't gone back to that game enough to justify the purchase. And they trickled out the DLC, and it was it was a little expensive, especially when you look at Mario Kart's DLC. And and the Wii U didn't have a ton of DLC. So when you look at what it was compared to with other first party Nintendo games, it was like Splatoon's rolling out all the stuff for free. They're doing the same thing with Splatoon 2. They're doing the same thing with ARMS. Mario Kart's DLC last time was like the poster child for great DLC. Like what, 14, 15 bucks and you got four extra carts or uh, four extra cups? Oh, and yeah, I know, right? Extra, Not four extra tracks, four extra no, cups. 16 cups. tracks. And yeah, like it, just just ridiculous. And even this generation, uh, and, and I guess technically Wii U, um, you look at Breath of the Wild DLC, mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Uh, we just got our first pack, which was a little light on, on solid content, but still has everyone going back to the game. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for ARMS because ARMS was just starting to take off and just starting to build. And then the DLC for Zelda came out. And you look, I have a pretty big friend list on my Switch. And it's like... You you looked and it was all arms, and then as soon as the DLC dropped, it was all Zelda. Yeah. Straight back to Zelda, like it was the first month of the Switch release. And it was like, the DLC instantly brought everyone back in. Everyone's checking their path of the hero to see, and I'm bad for this too. I was just telling you before we started recording, like there's huge sections of the map that I'm like, oh man, I've put 140 hours into this game. I've seen everywhere. And you look at the map and it's like, oh, there's a section with absolutely no green on it. Yeah. I have not been anywhere near here. Yeah. And I'm sure there's people like, I, I mentioned this in a, in a episode way back. Uh, and I asked Colin if he had found the golf course. There's a golf course. There's a golf game in Zelda <laughs> that when I said that, I had people tweeting and messaging me like, there's where a golf it? course? Yeah. Where is it? I haven't told anyone where it is. I'm hoping <laughs> with the path of the hero that more people have found the golf course. But if you haven't, go back, look at your map, and try to find the golf course because it's it's something that it's just there and you stumble upon it and you're like, what didn't they put in this game? There's like, it, and it, I mean, it's it's just one uh, one hole kind of thing, but it's like, it's still, there's a golf mini game in Breath of the Wild that nobody I know has found. Is is the golf course called Link's Link? Link's no, Link's? No, but it should be. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's just stuff like that. So, um, and like, that's a $20 pack and we're getting a full story mode in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like Nintendo's, rolling out all this dlc and then smash brothers was kind of this like standout thing where it was like you get one character and maybe a stage and it's like 10 bucks it was it was following the fighting game model of dlc which is be really expensive yeah and 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 it was skullgirls i think explained this really well uh they said for each character there are hours and hours it's not just a character it's balancing that character against everyone else it's testing there's a ton of work that goes into it but when you when you see it as just one character you you your mind kind of tricks you into it you don't think about how much time was going into the balance and that they don't break the game and like you said the download characters are a little bit op in smash brothers so that doesn't really help things at all because the, they should be better balanced right and the download the da- i think that should be better better balanced but the download characters were made strong mm. purposely 
so people would buy them and right. people would have fun with them and play them and not be disappointed with their purchase because the characters are so expensive. Right. And to get back to your point about all the effort that goes into designing a new character, mm-hmm. they had to rewrite the entire Smash 4 f- engine for Ryu Jeez. because the way Smash 4 works is you have side B. You don't have forward B and backward B, right? Right. So... Uh, one of the special commands for Ryu is Tatsumaki, mm-hmm. which is a quarter circle. You rotate the joystick quarter circle backward and push B. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, if you're if you do that, you'll do Tatsumaki. Mm-hmm. If you do quarter circle forward and push B, you'll throw a blue fireball Hadouken. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, because you can use the real Street Fighter commands for him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so they were trying to do it, mm-hmm. and every time they tried to do the Tatsumaki input. He would just turn around and throw a fireball, because that's how Smash Bros was coded. So wow. you'll see, uh, you'll see the patches for all the characters, and they're all roughly the same size. And then Ryu's patch is massive by comparison, like just humongous. Amazing. Because they had to rewrite the whole engine for Ryu. Amazing. And then you you probably have that balanced out. So you know, Cloud may have not been that hard to produce but with ryu taking that you have to find that middle ground and just price them all the same exactly like you can't price ryu at 20 bucks and cloud at three yeah exactly right so you have to find that that even ground so you will get your money back of the effort you put in yeah um across all of these characters right and you know so it's uh it's definitely a tight balance and a weird balance but uh nintendo's setting its own precedent with other games Uh, i just got the first dlc pack for arms added a new mode added a couple of new modes added a new character who is awesome and very well balanced everyone thought he was going to be op because he was kind of the final boss of your first run through okay um and he's really well balanced i've been coming up against him in both party mode and ranked online play i've been playing a little bit of, uh, of him myself and it's he's he's just a really good character. They really did it well, and it's completely free. Nice. Uh, and Smash Brother or uh, uh, Splatoon, they've already mentioned the first DLC pack with a few new weapons and that kind of stuff. And it's like it's all free again, right? So they're they're setting themselves up in a weird place uh, for DLC stuff. Um, all right, Cole. Where can people find you? Uh, where can people find more about your your Smash Brothers tournaments? If they want to join the local scene, where can they find more information? All right. You can check out uh, on Facebook. You can check out Smash Bros. NS, which is the, the Wii U group. Or you can check out uh, SS, SSBM Nova Scotia, which is the Melee group. Sounds uh, a little kinky. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, you can tweet at me uh, on Twitter, at Spamalanche. Um so I'm not. I'll include s- that in the yeah. in the notes if yeah, you want to if you want to follow. I, I will I will write that in the show notes. Yeah and uh, yeah and if you ask me any questions about our competitive scene, I will do my best to answer them. And if I can't answer them, I'll direct you to somebody who can. Uh, yeah, I would also also if you're obviously if you're a Cape Bretoner, uh, check out Smash Cape Breton. If you're in the yep. Annapolis Valleys, check out uh, Smash Bros. Annapolis Valley. They've got a group. Cool. Yeah, I think there's a scene in Picto. Like, yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. All over. Um, 
And you are part of the the Warp Whistle Facebook group, so if anyone's looking yeah. there, you've always posted the the tournament stuff in there. Yeah. Invited people in, you're good to uh, to post and comment on stuff right in that group. So that leads me into the exit of the show. Follow us uh, on Facebook. Join the Facebook group, uh, Facebook.com/group/WarpWhistleGaming. Uh, follow us on Twitter, the underscore Warp Whistle, and uh, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Acasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. And as always, thank you for listening. Bye.